welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is, Is Entrepreneurship Right For You? So we're going to jump in with a definition first of entrepreneurship, and then we're going to dig into what kind of skills are necessary and get a little bit more into personality and all that kind of stuff. So what's the definition, Ruthie? Courtesy of Wikipedia, entrepreneurship is the creation or extraction of value which sounds very broad, <laughs> which I think is fitting because entrepreneurship can be really broad, um, like anything from doing a garage sale to starting your own enterprise or selling something, you know, like that's um, kind of all encompassing entrepreneurship. Yeah. So when people think, is entrepreneurship right for you? Um, I really, I really think it starts with understanding that entrepreneurship has been around for ages because if you think about how we used to do things and survive people were making things or offering advice or whatever from the very beginning and trading with one another to survive right whether it was being a farmer or um, making something out of metal whatever everybody was doing something to survive and trade or generate money and so in, in all honesty, it's almost like natural to us to do entrepreneurship. So can anyone do it? Is it right for you? Absolutely. It can be. But it really just depends on what is that one thing that can help you be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So tell us about what are some of the skills that help a successful entrepreneur well, I think that the skills will vary depending on the type of entrepreneur that you mm. want to be. Yeah. Right? Because there's a completely different skill set for somebody who wants to be a welder and actually have the the materials and the equipment and the know-how to make sure they're safe and everything else versus somebody who wants to open a storefront and offer goods or even do consulting or whatever. So all of those different um, businesses have a different skill set. So I think it's really important to narrow it down to first, are you offering a service or are you offering a physical product? And the common thread to those different kinds of entrepreneurship that Becca mentioned and even like the service or product is that you're providing value to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So like... Yeah. And that's so now we'll talk about like what it looks like to be able to do that as an entrepreneur and what skills you need to have to be able to to kind of navigate the overarching sense of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that uh, a big skill is being able to um, be willing to go into something that might feel uncomfortable, not knowing everything at mm -hmm. the start. Mm hmm. Um, so having that ability to take a risk, even in the face of not knowing if it's going to work out, um, is important. But you know what? If you crochet a project and you've never done it before, <laughs> there's risk involved in saying this might end up having to be pulled out completely in a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Right. So just understanding the level of the risk that you're making and if you have the resources and the time necessary to take that risk. Yeah. I think another thing that is really valuable in terms of skills is having a really strong work ethic. Um, so if you are someone 
is who's not really going to be a self-starter and not someone who's going to put in the work necessary to get something done, maybe starting from the ground up or picking up where someone left off. If you know that about yourself, then maybe entrepreneurship isn't right for you. You know, if you are going to work really hard and know that even in the face of adversity, even in the face of risk, that you're going to keep pushing through, um, even when you don't want to, like then, you know, that's then maybe it is right for you if you're going to do those things. I think another skill that's important to have in entrepreneurship is the ability to learn. Um, Because if you don't like learning new things and you just want to do the same thing every single day, uh, it might be better to do something like working at a factory or like working for um, trucking or whatever, because that's something you can do every single day. You, you learn a little bit, but then now you're locked in. You don't have to learn new skills all the time. And, and so it really does um, with entrepreneurship, things are always changing. There's new things always happening. And so how can you constantly be learning and trying to make something better? that's important in in doing that and um ability to be able to face an obstacle and get back up and and I don't just mean like face an obstacle as in oh um I tried this and it broke or whatever or I did this and somebody didn't like it um that's that's really important but then also too facing obstacles of when somebody says this is not going to work and I mean that specifically within government and within um all these different areas where you're trying to get help and stuff because I've seen this happen to so many people where they're like I had this idea I wanted to do this and I went and asked one person and they said it's not going to work and here's why and I think that that is a really common deterrent for a lot of people who are going to try something because either it's too expensive or whatever. But if you really look into it a little further and you keep asking people, there's going to be a way. There's always a way. But it just depends on the time and the resources and the knowledge to be able to make the way. So um, that's really important to understand that you can't just take one person's advice and say, okay, well, they said this, so therefore I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I was just thinking about all like Becca one time was determined to make this book about belly buttons <laughs> and it wasn't like we were all uh, wildly opposed to it. It just was like, why would you do that? <laughs> and she like, and then she like put in all the work and like took all the pictures of. The, anyway, so she, that's something that like, just because somebody says no doesn't necessarily mean that you can't proceed with it. If it's something that you want to do, then you can do that. It, if the the feedback from one person shouldn't stop you from, or maybe your whole family <laughs> shouldn't stop you from um, doing what you want to do if you know that it's a wise choice. Okay, or, but for the record, that was for a Christmas present for somebody else, and it was an inside joke. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna make this, and obviously I wasn't gonna get it like mass published. Although I do think to this day it probably would have done really well <laughs> for all those people who are like that's a great book um obviously i had to put a whole bunch of disclaimers on the front like do not put stuff in your belly button anyways um that's if you ever want to ask me about that we can have a conversation <laughs> send us a message on instagram <laughs> yeah so anyways but i did go get it public like printed mm-hmm. and um gave it to somebody for christmas or whatever and like yeah anyways that was a side side <laughs> Okay. I'm sure the people that printed that were like, what is, what this is happening? happening? 
<laughs> okay, so some points to consider, um, like Becca kind of touched on a little bit, but what is your current financial position? Is this really the right time for you to start from scratch? Maybe you can start part-time or whatever or have we we don't talk about this a lot but oh my goodness we're in the generation where baby boomers that started businesses are all retiring or wanting to retire Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's way easier to purchase an established business if it's something you really want to do and it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to be passionate about that industry but what we really value and we just talked to um a Daniel few Lee. weeks ago, or we had a podcast about this, Daniel Lee from Windura, um, the Windows company, he basically said, you know, I'm not passionate about Windows, but what I am passionate about is where I want my future to go. And this is the right vehicle to get me to the future that I want for myself. Mm. And so um, maybe it's that you want to spend more time with your kids, or maybe that you want more freedom to be able to um, come in and make your own hours or manage certain things and see things change in a way that you know you have control over. Um, That means that maybe entrepreneurship is the vehicle to get you into the place that you're really hoping to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So current financial position. And then the next thing to consider is your stage of life. Are you 15? don't have a car are you 45 and have four kids are you whatever you know like those are just things to take into account I don't think that they need to be inhibiting factors but there's something to be aware of Mm -hmm. and then also what is your vision for the business if you're saying this is something I want to do would it be something that you want to do and have 100 employees do do you want to work by yourself Is this like something that you know if you scaled it so big past a hobby that you really wouldn't have any fun at it anymore and it would be um, something you dread doing? There's lots of things that I love doing as a hobby that if I turned it into a business, I would feel very stressed out about doing it. (laughs) And so I think those are really important things to consider. But then do you also have the necessary skills for the type of entrepreneurship that you want to do? what does it make sense to does it make sense to go to school or um, shadow someone else so at the beginning of the episode we kind of talked about when we mentioned skills those were more soft skills and kind of more characteristic traits honestly this would be more in terms of hard skills meaning the actual tangible ability to perform a task Mm -hmm. Um, so like what becca was saying is this something you need to go to school for is this something that you need to do some kind of internship or whatever like ask yourself those questions Mm -hmm. and and I think that a lot of times too you can learn so much from working in someone else's business Mm -hmm. about what you would want to change in your own business or um, the valuable skills that you probably would have not learned till later in life and you wish you would have known to begin with when you started your own and you're getting paid for it if you're working for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of, and, and you know, I'm just going to touch on this too, because I don't think a lot of people talk about this, um, especially as young entrepreneurs. When you become an entrepreneur really young, you've honestly, if you're not seeking out continual mentorship to be a better leader, um, there's a lot of things that are really immature. I mean, I know I'm really immature still, and I'm still like trying to work on being more wise and discerning how to respond to people and different things. So um, 
when you are young and you've never like experienced a good manager or a really bad manager, you can easily be those things and have no idea that you're doing them. Mm-hmm. And so working for someone else first can be something that's really valuable just to be able to and, and maybe even work for a few different variety of business sizes and stuff like that. So you can see how maybe a big business operates differently than a small business. And I think that that people who have a lot of that entrepreneurial spirit, they just want to work for themselves. They just want to do whatever they want. It can be a massive exercise of discipline to work for someone else. And Mm -hmm. you will learn so much when you work for someone else. So like, maybe you're like, this is what I want to do. And I want to do, do it right now. Then give yourself permission to pump the brakes and learn the discipline of being able to work for someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really think it all depends on what kind of um, idea you have because there may be something that you just have this invention for that's just revolutionary and you're really excited about it. But if you work on it in the job that you're in right now, it could become intellectual property of that company and you could get in trouble for taking it off and spinning it. Mm -hmm. So know where you're currently at in terms of what, who would own the intellectual property if you have a different job too? Uh, mm-hmm. So there's so many different things about entrepreneurship. It's so wide. We're trying to cover a lot here today. <laughs> um, another thing to consider is what would it look like to be successful in entrepreneurship? And I'm not trying to say this is the the metrics that you need to be tracking, but ask yourself that. At the end of the day, can you sit back and say, I know that I am working towards success or I had this success today or whatever. Define that for yourself. Yeah. So I do think it's important to know what kind of size business you would want in order to be successful Um, because success is different for everyone um, and what they consider their, their definition we texted our friend Tim and asked him what he thought it would take to um, become an entrepreneur. And he said um, that it's less about... <laughs> okay, hold on. We should clarify. Tim was one of our very first guests in episode 9 and 10 uh, back when we first started our podcast. And I didn't realize how sarcastic we were being with one another and had a great time <laughs> laughing because we were just really good friends. But um, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> a friend of ours listened to it and was like, if we, I didn't know that you guys were friends. It would sound like you were really sassy to him. We're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh <laughs> wow, well, you're really disrespectful. <laughs> anyways. Well, this is a quote from Tim. He said, I'd say it's less about fit than it is about desire and ability. Can they work independently? Are they self-motivated, driven, uh, okay wearing all the hats, deal with uncertainty well, etc.? <laughs> yeah, so I think that's really important to know like the personality and desire. So we kind of had some resources that we wanted to recommend for you to check out. So the resources include the DISC profile um, because personality tests are so important to understanding where your strengths are. And that's what I loved about that. I'm just going to go back to that other interview we did with um, how to buy a business with Daniel Lee because he basically said he had all of these personality tests that he did and he figured out, here's what I can add value in. Based on my personality, this is where I can add value to a business. Is there a business out there that I can bring value to with my strengths? So the DISC assessment is free. We're going to link to that in the blog post. I really like that one because it really does a good job of describing like here's 
what you do well. And then when you start looking at other people's disc profiles, you start realizing, oh yeah, like I can see how their strengths are different than my strengths or whatever. So Ruthie and I, we both know our disc and um, we know based on our disc what we both excel in and what the other person excels in. So Ruthie's way more relational than I am, but we both love to have a good time, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of, of things in that you can learn about other people and about why you're just not jiving with somebody else too. And that can really help you figure out, okay, this is where I should be going. Another free one is uh, 16 personalities. Um, they, they have a personality test you can take. I will say that there's, there used to be, and I think there still is in high schools, this test on personality. And then the like algorithm tells you, here's all the jobs that you'd be good at. Mm. And I'm just going to say that thing has not been updated since like the eighties, but it's pretty good. No, it's not. I, mine, when I took it, I was like, wow, this is really I, spot on. For well, me. I mean, I think it depends on the person, but I also think too, that, I don't think that just personality tests alone saying, oh, based on your personality, these are jobs you'd be good at is always the best approach because there could be something that you have never even like had experience with or because that was written in the 80s. It's not even a job title that they <laughs> added to the algorithm that is now a job, right? So we also have another resource for you guys, questions to ask a business owner when considering starting your own business. Um, and, and that one we put together um, as like, hey, here's this and we're going to have it on the blog post too so you can just grab it or maybe even we'll make it a cool graphic. Infographic. And basically mm. the idea here is like that you can just grab this infographic with all these questions if you wanted to print it off or something and then just like have that. Ask a business owner if you can sit with them and yeah. ask them some questions. Sit them down and, or actually, <laughs> that might be weird. Just like call them up and say, hey, can I pick your brain? Like you do this better than I do. Or going back to I'm it. interested in doing something like this, mm -hmm. um, but I just want to know about the industry. Would you mind taking some time to talk to me? Yeah. So the questions that we have here um, are, what were you afraid of when you started? What do you anticipate could be an issue in the future for your business? How do you plan ahead one year, five years, or 10 years for goals? What is a big thing people struggle with when starting a business? What strengths have allowed you to succeed? And where have you needed help? How has owning a business affected your relationships with other people? What books have you read that were the most beneficial to you? What things would you recommend setting up before starting? What things are you are okay to consider later slash put on your future to-do list when starting a business? How do you know this industry would be a good fit for you? What would you do differently? What is the most valuable advice that you have received? Um, and I just think that if you are able to sit down with someone who already has an established business and talk through those things with them, that is going to really set you up for success. Mm -hmm. And I would say don't be surprised if they don't get back to you because business owners don't get back to people very often mm -hmm. unless they're, you're like physically there <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'd love to schedule a time to come in and meet with you. Mm -hmm. um, so and it's all about like how you present it to mm -hmm. like this. humility and like knowing i would never Ugh. come into a business and say hey i want to start exact same business as you <laughs> right across the street like yeah. 
that's like, oh, competition alert. I'm not sharing anything with you, right? You should check out our, our episode that we did with Bob Jacquard on um, mentorship is in our mentorship series because he did it. It was so cool listening to the way that he has built Stormy Cromer and like the ways that he reached out to people and asked them questions and mm-hmm. just like said, can I buy you lunch and, and talk to you? Yeah. Yeah. Those were really like the mentorship series. Oh, we had some really good. And it was so those. fun. I love that. Okay. Yeah. We are going to transition to the Sister Gark portion of our episode. And this week, Becca is going to tell oh, us a story about how she probably ruined some parents' day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like originally in my mind, this was a prank. But now that I am a parent, I'm like, this wasn't a prank. This was a straight sabotage. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was in um, probably like 10th grade or something, yeah, around 16, we would go to the county fair for 4-H, right? Well, then we had all this time after we um, did our presentations presentations for 4-H and everything, and we would wander around the county fair. Well, there was this game where you could pay like five bucks to get a basket full of ping pong balls. And you would just whip the ping pong balls at these um, glass containers filled with water. And if you got a ping pong ball in in the container, you would win a goldfish. And they'd put it in a bag and fill it with air on top and everything. So like you got this goldfish. Well, like there's no, I don't think this game was gamified, right? Because <laughs> goldfish are pretty cheap. So it was literally like you could win so many goldfish <laughs> like so fast. <laughs> and so we would get like a goldfish and then we would go around like in it's in the bag and we would find like an unsuspecting parent with a little kid and we would come up to the little kid and be like hey I won this goldfish and I don't want it can you do you want this and then give the kid the goldfish and their parent like every time would be like oh oh <laughs> like like in their head they're just like thinking like like I was the same thing about I'm gonna have to go to the store and get like a container for this thing. We have to buy this thing food. We gotta get some rock. We're gonna die. Then we're gonna have to deal with the emotional trauma. Oh my (laughs) word! There's gonna be so many levels of like personal responsibility (laughs) because of this goldfish. Like it's just the worst. (laughs) And then like one time, I just remember doing it to this one parent. I'm like, "Hey, you want this goldfish?" And this little kid's like so excited. The parent's like, "No, no, 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 (laughs) no." And like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was a really mean thing to do. (laughs) But at the time, I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) And now I'm like, yeah, I can totally see why most parents would be so mad afterwards. (laughs) But you know what? It was probably a blessing to some person who loved goldfishing. So (laughs) it was maybe a silver lining. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a bronze lining. Okay. (laughs) Crusty lining. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this episode, you should give us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will see you next week.